0: number one hundred and eleven take two of the between the cracks podcast i am your host bill and with me as always is my co-host chris chris i say take two because we ran into some major technical difficulties whilst attempting to record last friday now that very well may have been some random insignificant occurrence or was it Because, coincidentally, this week, we're talking about a cursed item that has given a lot of people (laughs) a lot of problems. And, you know, that got me thinking, Chris. Could our recent recording mishaps somehow been connected to the aforementioned cursed item? Well, little cowboy, you better buckle up. Because we're about to find out. Tonight, Chris, we are discussing what many people call the most haunted painting in the history of the world. I'm talking about the one and only painting known simply as the Woman of the Rain. I know we've discussed quite a few supposed haunted paintings in the past here on BTC. But uh, this one certainly gives off a very weird vibe, if you ask me. Now, Chris, I'm going to ask you, because you're very good at giving a verbal representation of uh, paintings here. (laughs) You're known for it. (laughs) For some of our listeners that may not be familiar with The Woman of the Rain, I'm going to ask you to describe to the good people out in podcast land what exactly this painting looks like. Bud? The floor is yours. <laughs>
1: well, thank you, and my newly appointed verbal description skills that I didn't know I had. <laughs> uh, but that being said, I will now put on my BGC spectacles if I'm going to give an accurate representation. Okay, they're on. And uh, what we have here is, uh, of course, not very realistic looking woman, as the face is quite long. The nose is very long. Big eyes. It's a triangular-shaped face, I would say. And then atop this
0: lady's head... What an astute observation. Continue, Chris.
1: (laughs) Atop this lady's head is a rather wide hat. And the brim on the sides are kind of thin. Almost looks uh, furry. It's got that texture of like a fur almost. This uh, matches her outfit, which is also completely in black. She's dressed completely in black. Then it looks as if it is raining. There's this look of what looks like water that it's, that's running down the painting. So it gives off this look of like rain that's falling down the brim of this hat that she's wearing.
0: Yes, Chris, it almost appears as if somebody had spilled something on the painting before it finished drying. <laughs>
1: You look at this woman's face, and there is a look of sadness, almost, I would say. It seems as if she's has no intention of getting out of the rain. If you look closely, it either looks like she has a necklace on,
0: or... See, this is what I'm talking about, Chris. What an astute observation, because that, I, that went right over my head. I did not even see it upon the first glance of this beautiful painting here, Chris. So, this is exactly why. This is why you are the BTC VPE the Between the Cracks verbalization painting
1: expert, Chris. Oh, I think I'm going to put that on my resume. (laughs) Please continue. (laughs) So it may not be a necklace, though. It could be either that or almost as if uh, on a a coat, kind of the section where they meet where you kind of would like button them together. Perhaps she has some sort of a coat on, and this is where it's joined in the middle. If you look in the background, too, it looks very cloudy, I would say.
0: Yes, overall, the the painting itself has a very somber feel to it. There's no two ways about it. This woman of the rain obviously is not happy. She seems to be very upset about something. For me, upon the first glance that I took of this painting, I got chills immediately. I I don't like it because, as you said, everything about this painting is very exaggerated. She has over-exaggerated features, a very long nose, (laughs) very big lips, very big eyes, and, uh, I mean, if I saw her walking past me, I'd say, hey, why the long face? <laughs> no, Chris, please. Oh, no. <laughs> please. Please. This is the last week of Between the Cracks. I've had it. Uh, but, yes, she has very exaggerated features. The thing for me is initially when I saw that hat that you spoke of, that that furry hat with the, the long sides, I initially thought that those were some kind of pigtails which kind of creeped me out even more.
1: Oh, wow. I thought you say that.
0: Yeah, it, it very well could be, which makes it a lot more eerie to me, but I'm assuming it is part of her outfit because the the black drapes down the side of her face and underneath her chin and into this coat. So apparently this just must be one full outfit. It almost looks like a nun's uh, outfit. So there's, there's something very unnerving about it. And the painting itself looks like it has these drip marks as if... This woman is indeed standing in the rain. I don't know. There's something about the eyes that I do not like, dude. They're not fully open. But if you're looking at the picture dead on her left eye, you could kind of see a pupil. And uh, <laughs> I could kind of see it glancing at me here as I sit here in the BTCRF, Chris, and I'm getting a little unnerved. And uh, let me just bring this up to you, Chris. Notice the section around her neck where it's not fully connected. It's almost as if it looks like the woman of the rain's head was decapitated. Hmm. Now, we have no evidence to support that, but it's just a simple observation from the host of a very lame duck, low-budget podcast. Chris?
1: (laughs) Allow me to uh, give my observation of that interesting thing going on around her neck. Although it really would be kind of odd for the painter to put clouds crossing her neck, but it may may be fog or something of that sort, but The decapitated head certainly adds a bit of eeriness here. As we say
0: each and every week, and it's never been more true (laughs) than right here, right now, but we need to go backwards to go forward to understand what makes this portrait so menacing. I need you to lay it on the line for us. Where, oh where, did... The woman, oh, the rain originate?
1: Well, I am glad you asked. And you should be quite familiar with the uh, location, seeing it as it is your hometown Ooh. in Odessa, Ukraine. <laughs> oh, wow, you got me this time. <laughs> and uh, it, it was painted back in 1996 by a one, Svetlana Talets. I mean, 1996, that's not too
0: long ago. Just from the naked eye alone, this painting appears to be much older than something that came out of uh, the decade of the 90s.
1: Yeah, it does. And, hey, it gives me really eerie vibes. Like, the thing's gonna just come out of the painting at you.
0: Yes, it looks like she's watching and, and waiting. All in all, she does not look like she is in a good mood at all. In addition to this painting... Looking very troubling. It seems that the artist Svetlana was going through quite a bit of uh, torment in her own life at the time that she painted the Woman of the Rain. So that kind of adds to the whole mystique of this painting itself. Why don't you tell us a little more about
1: that? Oh, goody gumdrops. <laughs> well, normally a painter, you know, gets an idea and decides to go and paint it. Well, in this case, it was as if the idea was kind of being controlled by an outside force. What
0: are you trying to say?
1: Well, thanks for asking. (laughs) It appears that Svetlana didn't feel that she was wielding the paintbrush herself. That perhaps somebody was in control of her. I don't like the sound of that, Chris. Well, if you didn't like that, then you're most likely not going to like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, six months prior to Svetlana painting Woman of the Rain, she felt as if someone was constantly watching her. I see you. Oh, boy. Okay. Tell me more. So as it came to pass, one day... And that day was not rainy, I might add. She sat down in front of a blank canvas and immediately thought what to draw. She said it was fully formed in her mind's eye. And she clearly saw the contours of a woman, her face, the colors, the shades. And in an instant, she had all the details of the image.
0: Well, Chris, I'm telling you right now, Svetlana must have had some magic mind in her system, bud. Because there's no way someone could be that productive on their own. But alas, she did it. And that reminds me, I want to take a few seconds just to talk to our listeners about this magical little elixir I've been taking. That simply put, has changed my life. I've gone from being an anxious procrastinator to a calm, mild-mannered go-getter. And I'm doing that in the simplest way possible. Taking a small little shot of this elixir that I've been speaking about the past few weeks. That's right. Magic mind, magic mind naturally, and that's the key word here, naturally, helps to reduce stress and anxiety. And get this, it contains 130 times, that's right, 130 times the antioxidants of regular green tea. So the benefits just keep mounting. I mean, if you're looking for something that's going to support your attention, your processing, and more importantly, especially for guys like myself that are aging, let's face it, I'm going to be 50 soon. My memory's starting to go here and there. If you're looking for something that's going to help you with all of those things, this is for you. But now, Chris, here's the important part, pal. I need you to tell the good people out there what is in Magic Mind that's got me so energized and productive. The good people deserve to know.
1: Well, I think you have uh, a little something to attribute to that energy. And it's probably the matcha, which, well, buddy, boosts your energy. But there's also tons of other good things, and I'm talking about ashwagandha, some echinacea if you want to jumpstart that immune system, and even some lion's mane mushrooms, and some other goodies. Well, whatever
0: it is, man, it is working, because I feel rejuvenated, and... Our listeners can too, because I have a special code for our listeners. If you go to www.magicmind.co/slash-between-the-cracks and use our special code "cracks20," that's C-R-A-C-K-S two zero, you will receive twenty percent off both one-time purchases and subscriptions. But we have even a better deal for you. Within the first ten days upon this episode's release. You'll receive up to 56% off a subscription to Magic Mind. That's right. It's as simple as that. Just use the code Cracks20 once again. That is C R A C K S two zero, and you will receive up to 56% off your subscription to Magic Mind. So what are you waiting for? Order Magic Mind today and be productive tomorrow. So Chris, you're telling me that Svetlana. Almost had an outer body experience where her hand was pretty much controlled by some unknown force, and thus the woman of the rain was born.
1: Oh, indeed.
0: <laughs> now that got uh, me thinking, and then a lot of other people as well, because you know, as you alluded to, Chris, she felt that she was being watched for some months prior to this. Could this woman of the rain that was painted on his canvas? Could that indeed have been the woman that was following Svetlana? Even though maybe it was only a feeling. Because Svetlana never got a glimpse of the person she suspected was following her. Pretty much this came from her mind's eye, as you said.
1: Well, that is a bit eerie, actually, because now you're thinking about it. If this is not a person at all watching her, and this is in fact some sort of entity, that means that this entity controlled Svetlana to paint a picture Of the entity itself, perhaps.
0: Yes, indeed, and that is probably the worst-case scenario, because that makes this all the more unnerving.
1: So now, this entity that Svetlana couldn't see, now is staring her straight in the face. Jesus,
0: man. All right. So, (laughs) let's move forward. At this juncture, Chris, the painting is complete. The Woman of the Rain is indeed complete. With her eerie long face, the the furry hat, the decapitated neck, and the rainwater falling all over the place. Now, let me ask you this. What's old Svetlana do with the painting? Does she hold on to it? Or does she let it go?
1: Well, everything has a price bill. And nothing changed in this case. is Because when Svetlana moves to the city of Venezia, she puts this painting up in the exhibit in a gallery there. And uh, it actually sold several times, but, well, unfortunately, each buyer ended up returning it due to unusual behavior.
0: Hmm. Well, now you've piqued my interest. Unusual behavior? Whatever do you mean?
1: I will uh, tell you exactly what I mean. And it starts with the first buyer, who was a businesswoman. And uh, this painting uh, catching her eye, she figured that the perfect place for this was to be hung up in her bedroom. Oh, lady, you are so wrong.
0: (laughs) This is not good. This is not going to end well.
1: (laughs) Well, you're right. This does not end well at all indeed. And that is because just a mere two weeks later, This woman comes knocking on Spamana's door, saying, please take her away. I cannot sleep. It seems that there is someone in the apartment besides me. I even took it off the wall and hid it in the closet, but it doesn't help. (laughs)
0: Let me tell you something right now. Uh, Putting that thing in the closet or in a spare room is not going to help. That thing must exit immediately, I might add, the place in which you reside. It cannot stay in your
1: home. Absolutely not. You need to re-gift this item to somebody <laughs> that yeah. you don't really care for. <laughs>
0: well, or even if you did, Chris, because if, I, if this thing fell into my hands, I, I would be happy to give it to you as a housewarming <laughs> gift site.
1: <laughs> and I would happily torch it in a bonfire. <laughs> if, if someone buys a painting and uh, decides to just give it back to you, and I don't even know if she wanted her money back, or maybe if someone even offered it back, but... If someone's eager to get rid of a painting, that tells you something.
0: Yeah, dude, because I actually read that she did not get her money back. And then the painting reemerges in the gallery back for sale again.
1: Oh, perhaps she didn't read the fine print that said all sales are final.
0: final, indeed. (laughs) So the first owner of the painting, the business lady, she, she breaks after two weeks. She can't handle it anymore. She gives it back to Svetlana. So, Svetlana takes it back, and she puts it back up for sale again. Enter buyer number two. (laughs) And this time, Chris, this was a young man. And uh, this gentleman, (laughs) and and they didn't give us specific dates, but it appears that he held on to it for even less than the first buyer. Because we find out that this young man brings it home with him, obviously, hangs it on his wall, And then after about a day or two, he starts getting some very bad vibes from the painting. And furthermore, the woman of the rain started making her way into his dreams. And I actually have a quote from this young gentleman. He says, every night she appears and follows me like a shadow. Chris, this guy says that when he was laying there at night with the moonlight coming in and reflecting off the painting, he says that he could actually see a shadow emerge from the painting in the shape of the woman of the rain. And it started making its way around his apartment. Fuck that. I would burn the thing. I would, I would take it outside and burn it immediately. And whatever fate befall me after that, so be it.
1: I think that people who buy paintings of a face, You're just begging. You're begging to be tortured.
0: (laughs) You're looking for trouble. And it's funny you say that, Chris, because I actually had a very good friend of mine, a very good friend of the show, a fabulous artist. And I have mentioned him here before on the show, Drew Miller. And you can see a lot of his work, which is just absolutely incredible, at DrewMillerArt.com. And his work is truly unbelievable. And I've spoken about it on the show before. Where I would go down to his gallery, like when he wasn't there <laughs> when he wasn't there, that does not sound good. <laughs> I was not stooping around, I was looking for him, but he was not there at the time. And you go down there and these these portraits and these paintings are so realistic, dude, that your mind starts playing tricks on you. Like the their eyes are following you all around the place, and you get the vibe that you're being watched. And it makes you very uneasy. And I actually had Drew do a charcoal drawing of my mother who passed away, but he, he did it for me. He did a beautiful job. It looks just like her. But now every time I walk past it, I feel like I'm being judged. I'm not afraid of it. (laughs) Not yet, Chris, but I do feel like I'm being watched. (laughs) But (laughs) I I, I think that that's, you know, the sign of of a great piece of artwork. You know, it makes you feel something. And I'm telling you right now, I do (laughs) indeed feel something. It's definitely not a menacing sense, like these people are experiencing with the Woman of the Rain, but nonetheless, uh, you know, it, it puts a, a vibe out there into the universe, and you know, you, you definitely feel something.
1: Yeah, I think it's different, because obviously since you know, you know, who it is, and you, you had it painted from a picture, which I will say, you definitely capture likeness. It, it does really look great, but it's it's a little different, like uh, you it's it's somebody you know you're familiar with when it's some random painting of some face of a person you don't even and clearly this is this is an exaggeration this painting it's it's not realistic in any sense uh of what a person would look like that to me makes it even worse
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely man like i told you when i was down in drew's studio you know these random pictures that he, he's painting for people and you're absolutely right being you don't know the person it makes it ten times worse, and for me, sometimes when you look at these paintings with these very exaggerated features, it makes it all the more unnerving. I just don't like it.
1: Even more unnerving is the thought of that uh, painting uh, catching a glance at you. Perhaps when you least expect it.
0: Well, you're not gonna end, <laughs> end. it. If, if this woman in the rain thought her neck was cut before I finished the job. <laughs>
1: slicing and dicing
0: (laughs) slicing and dicing indeed the little buddy so our man the second buyer this this young gentleman he says enough's enough i'm starting to see shadows creep around my place get this thing the hell out of my life he brings it back to svetlana so now chris svetlana is making money hand over fist on this painting and she's got it back in her back pocket again so i'm starting to think uh, maybe she knew what she was doing here
1: Yes, that's right. This is the original. It's not a copy. It keeps coming back to Svetlana, and, uh, well, as long as they're paying, she doesn't mind reselling this thing over and over, I'm sure. And that she does. What are you
0: trying to say? Because there's no possible way that this painting, having been returned twice, I might add, sold again.
1: Oh, that's right. Not once, not twice. Oh, But thrice.
0: Oh, no, no, no. All right, Chris, laid on me. There's a third buyer, apparently.
1: Oh, there is. And this buyer actually already knows of its reputation. But yet again, of course, like the other two, there were issues. And uh, the person says, and I quote, At first, I didn't notice how white her eyes were. And uh, they go on to basically say that they began to appear everywhere. And so she said to her, I would rather buy something classic, I think. And uh, returns the painting once more.
0: Well, uh, I'll tell you right now. Now I'm siding with Svetlana. I'd be kind of pissed if I was the artist and someone came and said that to me. I'd rather buy something classic.
1: <laughs> now you got to sick the
0: woman of the rain on her.
1: <laughs> oh, something tells me she didn't have to do that.
0: <laughs> the woman of oh, the rain did it on her own.
1: Yeah, and, and first off, entering your dreams, are you fucking kidding me. Yeah,
0: I do not like that. And more so, I don't like seeing a replica of this face in some shadow form creeping around my apartment.
1: The idea of it being in your dreams, though, is a little more creeper to me because you're, you're trapped in there with this thing, and it's doing what it pleases.
0: Well, think about it. I mean, because Svetlana felt like she was being followed for months leading up to her painting this uh, portrait here. And I'm assuming that she was having dreams about this person who may or may not have been following her. But there had to be something going on within her senses to make her feel that she was indeed being watched. And I'm sure that kind of played into her dreams as well. But now, let me pose this question to you, Chris, because I just thought about this. And this is kind of odd. We said now that this painting had been returned to Svetlana three times. And in addition to that, she said that she created this painting, this woman of the rain, from pretty much a compulsion of her hand, right? She didn't control it herself. It was her hand pretty much painting what it put on canvas. And it was not so much an idea of Svetlana, it was kind of an entity, for lack of a better word, painting this portrait. Could, and this is the question, Chris, could the woman of the rain be some kind of spiritual entity had been following Svetlana because remember Svetlana said she never had any physical proof that someone was following her. It was just a feeling. And now get this. This is what I wanted to get to. Perhaps that entity wanted to hang on her wall so she could always watch her. Mm-hmm, I'm, I'm not done here, Chris. It gets a little <laughs> deeper. When she tried to sell it, this entity, which now resides in this painting, acted up more and more each time to ensure That it would indeed be returned to Svetlana to continue watching her. Because everywhere this painting goes, it doesn't seem to last more than a mere few weeks. And it always seems to find its way back to one person and one person alone. Chris, that person is Svetlana.
1: What an astute! observation, <laughs> that is very interesting, because I think there might be something to that. I think perhaps you're right. This painting is a manifestation of the entity that has been following Svetlana, and she's not going nowhere.
0: So Chris, this is very troublesome. I, I don't like where this is headed, and uh, I'm going to ask you to lay down the line for us. Where the hell is the Woman of the rain today. Where is this painting?
1: Well, as far as we know, there is a gentleman uh, by the name of Sergei Skatchko Now, he purchases this painting. Now, this is the fourth time. I mean, come on, Svetlana. <laughs> but as of 2011, that we know of, that it is still in Sergei's possession. But uh, Sergei's had some issues of his own. Because apparently... Svetlana saw a video that, I guess, Sergei had made and it shows the rain woman hung up near his desk and he said that she walks around the room at night and his wife is afraid of her. You think? <laughs> yeah, you know, some casual paintings walking around your house and you're supposed to, you know, feel warm and cozy about it. <laughs> um, apparently another uh, acquaintance of Sergey called him in moscow and asked how uh the picture was doing and sergey's wife answered the phone and said that apparently since they bought or since he bought the rain woman painting uh everything in the house broke down and someone seemingly walked around the apartment at night therefore whenever her husband was on tour she decided that she was going to move this painting and hide it away from the home entirely so now she's got the right idea there
0: she has got to leave the home
1: it's got to You can't have it in the presence of your home at night, especially if you're alone. That is the last known whereabouts anyway. We don't know if it has moved out of the possession of Sergei uh, since uh, that last encounter.
0: Jesus, man. This is not good. This is not good at all. I, I definitely don't feel like this is a safe situation for Sergei.
1: <laughs> or his marriage, apparently.
0: Yes, everything is falling apart. Sergei, let her go. <laughs> Oh, who do you mean? Uh, the, the painting, Chris, not the wife. Please.
1: <laughs> uh, well, Bill, you're going to be able to give us your firsthand experience. I should, I should have uh, mentioned, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> woman, Oath the rain should be delivered via UPS. Uh, <laughs> Well, by, by 10 p.m. tonight, actually.
0: Well, Chris, let me tell you something. She would be renamed Woman of the Fire because I would put her right in my fire pit <laughs> as soon as she got here. There was no way that Woman of the Rain is going to be hanging her hat in my house.
1: <laughs> that furry little black hat of hers.
0: <laughs> so, Chris, let me ask you this. I mean, as of today, so we assume that Sergey is indeed uh, the rightful owner of the Woman of the Rain painting at this point in time. If not, one can only assume that it's back in the hands of Svetlana. So right now, we've narrowed it down to two owners, either Sergey or Svetlana. Either way, we're going to make the assumption that uh, she's with one of those two. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if she's not with Svetlana right now, as of 2023, she will indeed be with her at a later date and time. That, I can assure you of. But with all that said, let me ask you, Chris. You know, we, we, we've looked into quite a few of these paintings in the past, and... Some we've called bullshit on, you know, some were a little more believable, but this one just this one hits a little bit differently, doesn't it? What says you? Do you think that the woman of the rain painting is indeed haunted?
1: All right, well, are you sitting down? I, I am. <laughs> I don't like this thing one bit. And I get a very, very eerie vibe from it. I'm going to do what perhaps I've never done before. And I'm going to say that it is indeed real. That this painting has some sort of dark force or entity involved with it.
0: Oh my god. I, I, I'm in shock.
1: Well, what can I say? I guess it inspired me. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope
0: you don't find inspiration from this thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did mention earlier in the show, though, We, uh, when we tried to record this the other day, we had issues that we had literally have never had before since we've been recording. In the years that we've been recording now, we couldn't get the recording going. It, it kept breaking up, and then all of a sudden losing connection, and then there was stuff going on outside, noises, cars passing by. It, it was... It was really odd, actually, so uh, (laughs) I hope that wasn't old Rainwoman pulling some strings there.
0: Well, you're right, man, because we tried for about an hour, and for some reason we we tried to uh, persist through, and that never happens. We usually just give up on the first first minor inconvenience, but we tried to push through and push forward. But uh, she, or something out there, didn't allow that to happen. So here we are. Tonight, and um and thank you for asking what I think, Chris. That's oh, I was just gonna ask it's <laughs> always appreciated. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, th- th- there's something not right with this thing. And uh, I actually wanted to give a shout out to our OG original Patreon, Fay, all the way from the UK, who I, I was talking to uh the other night. I sent her email. She had been under the weather, I wanted to check in on her and came out of nowhere and hit me with this subject and I had never heard of it before so I immediately started uh googling it and looking into it and that night I looked it up and I was laying in bed and I swear to you dude I got the most uneasiest feeling ever just from looking at this painting I did not like it immediately upon first glance and (laughs) the more I looked into it the more uneasy I got so uh I'm just gonna lay it on the line for you This painting, The Woman of the Rain, is, in my opinion, without a doubt, 100% haunted. It is possessed by a dark entity. That, I am 100% sure of. And what makes me think that even more so than uh, the the accounts of the people who have owned it, is just the artist herself, Svetlana, telling us that she felt that she was being followed and watched for nearly half a year leading up to her painting the Woman of the Rain, and the fact that it just came out of her in an uncontrolled manner, that, that, that increases the creepiness tenfold. I'm going to say what we're all thinking. This painting, the Woman of the Rain, it painted itself.
1: <laughs> How about that? Oh, well, when you put it that way?
0: I am out here in the BTC RF by myself, and I now have goosebumps, Chris. I've got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and i'm not kidding i am going to x off this uh lovely written article in the, the ghost in my because i can no longer look at the woman of the rain so uh of course she is gone out of my life
1: <laughs> that you know of
0: <laughs> but yeah man there is something about this i do not like i definitely 100 think that there is something very dark going on uh, with this painting and keep it over there on the other side of the Atlantic. I don't need to see it.
1: <laughs> Perhaps you should keep your eyes peeled outside your window on a rainy day. <laughs>
0: well, unfortunately for you, Chris, uh, you're the one known simply as Rain Woman Boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense.
0: <laughs> ah, so, Chris, that's it, man. Uh, we're put, uh, Let's put a stamp on this one. This one is indeed haunted, and let's get the hell <laughs> out of here for the night. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com, or you can get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Between the Cracks podcast. Um, Also, Chris, we will be moving to a new recording provider. So we have a lot of big things on deck. It's going to allow us to uh, do live shows, and we will actually have a toll-free number where when we do a live show, listeners can call in as we record. Chris, I am very, very excited about this. Let's see if we can actually get the hang of uh, this technology, and maybe we can uh, move forward with it. Is it Chris?
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, we are always excited to try and definitely try a new platform, seeing is that the amount of times that we cut out back and forth, we we just want something more reliable, and this will at least also, provide us with the ability to try something new. Perhaps we do actually have a live show.
0: Yes, man. I'm, I'm truly looking forward to it. And uh, I'm going to need my wife's help setting everything up because I am just completely illiterate when it comes to any kind of uh, technological advancements. Also, I just want to mention if anybody would like to become one of our lovely patrons, please feel free to do so by clicking on the link in the show notes. Now, with all that said, Chris, I do get the vibe that I'm being watched here. With a very careful eye outside the BTCRF, and I must make my escape within the next two seconds before all hell breaks loose, bud. So, without any further ado, what do you say? We wish the fine, fine people out in podcast land the fondest. Oh. And I mean, oh.
1: (laughs) A farewell.